brought to you almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. Suds, suds, suds. It's time for more suds. It is definitely time for more suds. Welcome to this episode where everything good in life is worth discussing. I am one of your hosts today, good old boy Mike, and joining me is good old boy Daryl from the Ohio Beercast. Well, I guess that's me today, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's most definitely you. <laughs> Our sud segments are all about beer, beer, and more beer. Uh, Daryl's also the host uh, on another podcast, uh, Ohio Beer Cast, and he has a compadre that joins him on there, Mark, uh, not to be confused with our Reverend Mark. Uh, you'll get to hear more about uh, the Ohio Beer Cast at the end of our episode today. We'll be discussing beers from the Columbus, Ohio area today, and that's probably the last time I'm going to say Ohio because the rest of the time I'm going to go O-H-I-O. There we go. How about that? The beers we're going to be uh, talking about today are Jackio's, Papa Wheat, Elevators, Big Vic Imperial IPA, Seventh Sun, their Humulus Nimbus, and polishing off this this group is Columbus Brewing's Bodai. So Daryl's going to get the honor of going over our Suds ratings for today. Well, well, thank you. We'll be tasting and discussing these beers and rating them with these suds ratings plus our signature belching sounds and here are those ratings now we'll start off with number one that sucks give me another but a bud number two was that a belch number three ah what a relief number four I, I relate with a body should really not make that sound we all have a friend that make those sounds. Yeah. <laughs> and number five, listen to that hang time. Give me another. Thank you very much, Daryl, for coming over our SEDS ratings for today. We picked these beers because they have some good regional availability and a good sample of beers in the Columbus area. A quick acknowledgement of some great places to find these beers in the Columbus area. So, uh, two really great places in Columbus itself. Wayland's Market, uh, we have uh, uh, paid a, a visit there in the past, and they have a really great selection in their bottle shop area. It's a, actually it's a whole grocery store. They have a separate area for their uh, liquor and uh, beer. They also have a, a growler uh, bar that's set up at Wayland's as well. A really great place. Uh, very knowledgeable staff, uh, most definitely. And uh, then there's uh, Crafted Drafts, uh, which is actually out on the east side of town. And uh, a great selection as well um, there. I believe they have a, a growler set up in there. So some really great bottle shops in the Columbus area where you can actually find most of the beers we're going to talk about today. So let's get right to some beer for sure. So up first is going to be Jackie O's Papa Wheat. So this beer is from uh, the breweries called Jackio's. They're out of Athens, Ohio, which is down in the southeast corner of Ohio. Um, it's not quite in the Columbus area, but 
they really distribute uh, very heavily in the in the Columbus area. In fact, I've seen Chakios on draft. I've seen it in bottles, um, and it, so it's very easy to to find a, quite a bit of their beer in the Columbus area. The pawpaw fruit is something we take a great pride in. This is their uh, description of it. The native fruit of Ohio. I didn't know that there was such a thing, but anyway, and uh, one that actually flourishes here in Athens. I think it probably froze to death if it was on a tree this week. That's for sure. Oh right yeah. Now. <laughs> a tropical fruit tree that grows in the temper- temperate climate and produces a one-of-a-kind experience. Flavors of mango, banana, and a touch of melon. In 2003, our good friend Kelly Sauber brewed the first pawpaw beer, utilizing locally harvested pawpaw from the integration acres. We are now very proud to bring pawpaw wheat back and to all of you. Or you all, or y'all, if they hopped across the uh, Ohio River. So uh, this style of beer is a wheat beer. Uh, it's actually classified as a Rattler, um, if you know what a Rattler is, or a fruit style beer. Um, you know, some of my tasting notes around this beer is, I guess the first thing that struck me was it. I actually wrote down Valencia Orange uh, was the thing that I I smelled and, and tasted in this as well. And you know, this is a very uh, unique flavor i would say um and another sip for me you know it's uh, uh i think it's a bit malty uh you know as well um that's probably the things that strict uh struck me with um jackie's papa wheat i i think if i were probably sitting at a table and you know there were some other people i knew that liked a wheat beer I don't know that this would be in the same style that I would consider probably other wheat-style beers, uh, mainly because of the fruit presentation uh, in this as well. So, uh, good beer. Um, my Suds rating for Jackie O's Papa Wheat is going to be three. Ah, what a relief. All right, Daryl, you're up. So what do you think about Jackie O's Papa Wheat here? Well, I will first say that I am not a huge wheat-style beer to come right off the bat, to be honest, but... Uh, the, when you first taste it, I definitely got the touch of the banana in the front end of it. Not so much melon, but I definitely would say I can taste like mango in there in the back side of it. Uh, I will say I am from Ohio. I've never had the papa outside of a beer, so I'm not sure exactly what it's supposed to taste like per se. Um, but it's definitely, I would say, one of the better wheat beers that I've had. And it's a little bit uh, weird to think of like what time of year it's out now because we're definitely in the fall and the pawpaw is a fall f- a fruit that only comes out in the fall so it's always going to be later in the year that you get it when you traditionally expect like a wheat more in the late spring summer type uh, area but I would definitely say that this is a beer that if you want that heavy fruit flavor uh, but you're not used to wheat this would be a good one to get you going into that area uh, almost like a playing on the traditional wheat beer uh, at least in the Ohio area, wheat. My limited knowledge thereof. Sorry. <laughs> and so, and I think I think I definitely agree with you that I would go with a number three rating for this. Ah, oh, what a relief! Because, like I said, mm. I'm not a huge wheat beer guy. Cool. How about that? Definitely. So, Daryl, you're going to cover our next one here. Oh uh, yes, we are going to be heading to. Uh, the next beer, which is going to be coming out of Columbus and also in a can, the Seventh Sun Humulus Nimbus. And Seventh Sun, this is their second year in business. And they have been doing really well in the Columbus area. And this is a uh, what they call a super pale ale, 
a golden pale ale that is both super crisp, super hot forward with a refreshing mouthfeel and summer friendly 6% ABV. Um, they have a mosaic of Simcoe hops, lend lend a tart blueberry and fragrant pine to a pleasing bitter dandelion finish. Uh, I would definitely say um, I cheated ahead of time and had this uh, a few nights before. And the first thing that comes to mind is I don't know the difference between a super pale ale and a double IPA. They kind of it kind of <laughs> tastes into that same genre to me. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, but I definitely like it because it. I don't necessarily taste the blueberry, but I definitely taste like a wildflower or a dandelion. I think, as I mentioned before, it's like licking a dandelion, uh, mm. which isn't a bad thing. I mean, people make no. dandelion soup, but dandelion beer all the time. Sure. And I would definitely rating this I would definitely put this up on the high end I would because I'm a huge IPA fan I'd at least give this a number four a body should really not make that sound uh, yeah so uh, this is also uh, distributed in a can and we're huge fans of the can here on Sip, Suds and Smokes and um, you know this was uh, a beer that I, I believe they just recently started uh, distributing so some breakdown of a couple things on uh on this is uh, the ABV is six uh, percent uh, on this beer, and uh, the hot bill is is the one thing that really caught my attention is the mosaic and Simcoe. The Simcoe is really uh, very forward in the hop uh, profile for this beer. So the uh, the IBU count that they have on here is actually fifty three, and I think that's a little low personally. Uh, you know, when I've tasted it today, it was very floral, very bright. And I think that's uh, one of the things that I um, actually wrote down first, which is what is the difference between super and IPA? Because uh, it's actually labeled as a super pale ale, and and I would say that this is definitely an IPA all the way. Um, I don't know that I would throw it in the double category, mainly because of the ABV. I just don't think of uh, it's really as probably as a low gravity presentation, you know, for being classified as a double or an imperial is would be my guess yeah i could definitely see that but i think flavor profile gives the ib kind of reminded me of that but i could have been i could have uh, messed up my taste buds earlier too who knows yeah well <clears throat> a really great beer and uh i'm really glad we got to uh review it today um my suds rating for seventh sun humulus nimbus super pale ale is going to be a three uh what a relief uh, great beer, and um, I would definitely say uh, the fact that it's in a can, it'll probably make its way to uh, another event of, of ours at some point in time. Well, uh, we've covered a couple of co- a couple of good beers here, um, so we're going to take a quick segment break here. We'll be right back with our last two beers. Hey, thanks for coming back and joining us here on Sip, Suds, and Smokes. Today we're talking about beers from the Columbus area, and joining me, uh, good old boy Mike, is good old boy Daryl from the Ohio Beer Cast as well. So we've covered a couple of beers, and we have a couple more to cover today. So next up is uh, going to be uh, two beers that are actually uh, 
double or imperial ipas but they are vastly different in terms of the hop profile our next beer is from elevator brewing it's called big vix imperial ipa so uh big vix is made in columbus at elevator brewing company and uh, the abv on this is uh 8.6 percent i believe is, is what i'm reading here quick description from the brewery is our brewmaster Vic is a man of few words. He lets his amazing uh, he, he, the, the, the. <laughs> more beer, please. <laughs> Let's try that one more time. Our brewmaster Vic is a man of few words. He lets his award winning beers do the talking and this uh, one has a lot to say. Big Vic features a rich, subtle, hazy amber color and vibrant hop driven aromas and flavors of grapefruit pineapple peach and pine with a medium to full body it's dry hopped with citra to create a bold hoppy wheat ipa hybrid that works knock one back for vic man i really screwed that up but anyway <laughs> i'm sure after i had probably three or four of these i probably could read that correctly so uh <laughs> big vic uh is distributed in a bottle and uh i wonder if the label features this guy with a big mug and a and a kind of a, a big red beard i wonder if that is actually visual representation of big vic himself the uh, the beer itself is uh it's very uh has a very bright hop um <coughs> it's actually um very malt forward um and uh the citra is, is really very forward in this. In fact, uh, I can tell that uh, that's probably the vast majority of, of what you're really tasting is almost a, a single profile hop, uh, hop grain bill in terms of just having citra. If there's something else in this, I'm, I'm really not tasting a whole lot because you really kind of taste a bit of, of that grapefruit bitterness um, in this. You know, I think in the hallows of... Um, imperial ipas i don't know that i would probably consider this one of my favorite uh, imperial ipas and um, uh, for that reason my sedge rating for elevator big vic imperial ipa is actually going to be a two was that a belch <clears throat> uh so daryl have you had a chance to have elevator or uh, any any comment about this particular beer i know this is one you didn't have a chance to pick up for the show here uh no i've actually never had the bigs vix imperial ipa uh i have been to elevator many times because one of the guys who help out on the ohio Bearcast used to live down the street from them and i have had the pleasure of interviewing the owner um his name is his last name escapes me but his name is dick and really nice guy always sitting at the bar uh, usually i would say beers are really good they're very well received and when you go in on a friday saturday night it's packed wall to wall um and they are called elevator because they used to work out of an old grain mill that had an old grain elevator working through it so huh. i think we're, they're probably one of the older breweries in the columbus area as well if i'm if any memory serves me at all so i think they're close to 15 years in the area yeah. um if, since they've been officially downtown, it's probably closer to eight. Uh, but they have been around in the greater Columbus area for that long. Mm. <clears throat> well, I think uh, the only thing that's missing uh, from this beer is I think they should actually have probably the uh, uh, one of the Ohio State you know fight songs playing behind this beer. Because imagine yeah. being around that long time that you would at least hear some aspect of Ohio State playing with some of these beers in some respects so and 
that strikes me as probably the right thing that uh, is missing from this beer because if it had good music, it would probably it probably work a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably a good tailgate beer. I'm betting as well. With a lot of people in the background yelling "Oh!" I O. There it is. Yes. Most definitely. All right, uh, Daryl, you have our last beer we're going to cover here. All right, our last beer is from the Columbus Brewing Company, or CBC for short, as many people call it. And the, this is the only beer that Mike could not try today on the show because uh, the Columbus Brewing only distributes this in keg. Now, Wylands mm, has a growler stand. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> as I've heard Mike pontificate about this issue many times. Uh, Wylands actually has a growler stand, and they serve this on tap there. Uh, they also have... Uh, CBC also has another uh, Imperial IPA called Creeper, and both of these beers recently won awards at the Great American Beer Festival. Oh, most definitely. <clears throat> and I, uh, as pr- probably actually one of the pictures I'll put up is the brewer from Columbus Brewing. I actually, he was there walking like right off the stage and then right back to the booth. And so he actually walked right in. Uh, just as I stepped up to actually enjoy both these beers at the Great American Beer Festival. So I'm telling you, he was tall and proud, and he was like, absolutely have my beer. <laughs> Definitely. And it's a, uh, it's a husband and wife team that recently bought over the Columbus Brewing Company about three years ago, and they've been hitting it with gangbusters. Uh, so a little bit about this beer for people who don't know. They call this a pale colored with a citrus aroma, double IPA, Bodhi, uh, a Sanskrit word traditionally translated in English as enlightenment. This double Indian pale ale is loaded with American hop character and is sure to awaken your senses. You read that much better than I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, my, my English classes are finally paying off. Oh, I need more beer. <laughs> <laughs> and so, when you pour this, it is a, it's a pale golden. Uh, you can very easily see your fingers through it. And two finger uh, pretty good uh, foam head on top when you pour it. Mine not so because I had, I've had i had it in the fridge for a few days and I went the uh, route of bottling it myself because I didn't want to have to drink it all in one shot. Oh, that's cheating. <laughs> I, it is. Uh, and with toasted malts and... Uh, you have my mailing address, correct? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and like caramel. And I will say, they do list it available only in 50 liter kegs so you have to go whole hog if you're jumping on that train. <laughs> But you know, ship a bottle, a keg, either either one will work for yeah. me. <laughs> uh, I would say though, if you think of a traditional double IPA, uh, this is one that just hits it perfect in all aspects of it, uh, and uh, it does have a malt profile. But I definitely say that the bitterness jumps out at you right away and hits you, and the way I like to be hit by an IPA, stuff and gentle <laughs> across the face, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would have to say there are a few IPAs. I feel like I've been slapped with a, a wet fish across the nose. Yeah, but I would definitely say uh, this is a five for me. Listen to that hang time. Give me another. Wow, about that. Uh, it, 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 and maybe that's the Ohio State of me coming out. You know, when I go to visit Columbus, this is the beer we have to get. Well, I think the one thing that uh, I can hear, you know. They would be uh, actually singing after every every beer of this is sold. Uh, they're probably celebrating like they celebrate after every uh, MSU game, you know. So let's listen in here and see how do people from OH 
Oh, yo, they celebrate. Every time they have something good, they sing this song. you uh, enjoy a little bit more of that in a moment. Uh, so, you know, I've had a chance to taste uh, Columbus Brewing Company. I mentioned I actually had this at the Great American Beer Festival, and I actually got to taste both uh, the Bodai uh, as well as Creeper uh, right back to back. You know, both of them are right there. And uh, they actually came away, I believe, they walked away with gold uh, in uh, one of those categories. Um, I think they walked away for uh, Bodai was the one that walked away for gold, and I think Creeper came in with silver. I, I, if I got those backwards, I'm sorry, but um, really great hot profile. And I think the thing that I remembered most was just really intense um, and uh, a pleasant bitterness to this. You know, I think that's one of the things that a lot of people think that just because you have a great IPA, that the, uh, the it, it has to have a high IB, uh, IBU and. I will tell you, I've had a lot of things that have, I don't know, 110 IBUs or real hot bombs, and I wouldn't necessarily put those in my favorite beers, you know, um, by any means. And so it's a delicate balance between the measure of bitterness that you're really bringing to create a really great beer. And that's the thing I really liked about uh, Bodai is, is it just had a really great um, blend that in, in the bitterness itself, and it was very, very pleasing. You know, uh, you've already revealed a bit of my dead giveaway. That the only thing I'm that I'm really pissed about this beer is that they don't sell it by the truckload. And uh, you know, I I really need to get them distributing just in a can to start with. That would be really great uh, because uh, my ability of moving a growler around or rebottling, as you've done, um, is uh, quite limited. And so. That's probably the only thing I miss about this beer is I miss the beer, and I really don't get to have it as much as I'd like. A really, really great uh, IPA, um, and, and made right in the heartland, you know, of America. You know, normally when I would taste this beer, I'd go, "This is from Ohio," uh, because it it really has a presentation of something that's cutting between East Coast and West Coast hops. It's, it's not doesn't have a piney resin to it, so I'd say it's probably closer to a East Coast style hop. Um, itself, but um, just a really, really great beer. My sedge rating for uh, Columbus Brewing Company Bodai is actually going to be four. So, um, at, uh, it's a really great beer, and uh, I would say if you have a chance to pick up a growler or you're sitting at some place where they have it on tap, don't pass that up because you will not be able to find it in a store or have another chance to enjoy it for sure. I will say, though, some people might get confused if they visit Columbus. There's a restaurant called the Columbus Brewing Restaurant. They are not necessarily the same place. Yeah, I noticed on their uh, web profile that uh, there is some affiliation between them. Um, I think that they actually supply the beer to the Columbus uh, Brewing Restaurant. They they supply some of it, but not necessarily that you can get Bodie there, and that relationship Uh, is going to be changing in the near future. Ah, well, there you have it. new scoop and probably uh, more uh, accurate to my understanding actually just looking at it through their website for sure. Thanks, Daryl. I appreciate that. No problem. 
Well, really great stuff uh, today that we've got to cover here on our Columbus show, and we're going to wrap it up for our today's Suds episode. Thanks to all of our listeners on Sips, Suds, and Smokes. You can catch all of our episodes online on iTunes, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, YouTube, Uncle John's Basement, and Spreaker, our native media host. Our terrestrial radio stations are always expanding, and if you'd like to hear them on your favorite radio station, call them and say, OH! I owe! <laughs> and ask them to uh, put this show on the air. You can reach us any anytime online. Our email address is info at sips, suds, and smokes. Our daily tasting notes fly out on Twitter every single day. At sips, suds, smokes is our handle. Our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. Listen, do us a favor and take the time to rate this episode if you're listening to us online. That's a big help. It helps us get to the top of a lot of great search engines and other people will be able to find us so we can see your feedback as well. I definitely want to thank my co-host today, Daryl from Ohio BeerCast, for joining us. Daryl, tell us a little bit about the Ohio BeerCast and uh, how listeners can actually catch more info on beers in Ohio. Well, the Ohio BeerCast, we are working on our sophomore year of production. Uh, we have been going at this... Um, since March of 2013 or 2012 and basically it's a podcast where people can learn about Ohio beer culture events uh, openings and closings uh, basically we, we stay within that the state of Ohio but we do kind of expand out where we've interviewed places like Stone Brewing Company and a few others throughout the state whoever's kind of catching our ear uh, and it's a lot of fun we try not to take ourselves too seriously because um, if you ever saw a picture of us you would understand why we're not normal folk looking <laughs> <laughs> i can totally relate yeah. i know why it's not a video show <laughs> and if people do want to learn more about it they can visit our website theohiobeercast.us where we have all of our links to our itunes network and all that fun stuff well i had a great pleasure of actually being on uh, the ohio Beercast, uh, one of the um uh, beer blogger uh, Google Hangouts uh, recently, and uh, that was a lot of fun. And uh, it's great to talk with other people that know beer in the Ohio area. And you know, maybe I'll uh, pop in on there from time to time. And I'm sure you'll get to hear more from Daryl and Mark, um, you know, on a future show here on Subsodes and Smokes as well. Daryl, thank you again very much for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun, and I greatly appreciate it. Thanks. Well, again, thanks to all the listeners for joining us for this episode. This is good old boy Mike asking you to keep on sipping. This has been a one-tan-hand production of Sip, Suds, and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your hosts, the good old boys, will see you all next time.